Welcome to the Digi Tavern. On today's podcast, we discuss video game movies. Do they help with immersing ourselves in the worlds we play? Are they any good? Do I and Fredo share the same favorite ones? Let's find out. Let's roll the intro. Barkeep, pour me a drink. Hey, Bar, spin that shit. And we are back. Episode number six is on the way. Last week, we got into a couple conversations about immersion lore and immersion gaming, which was really cool. Today, we're talking a little differently, though. We're talking different things today. We are talking games that are movies, movies that are games, and uh, things like that. (laughs) And everything (laughs) else in between. And everything else in between. Uh, With that being said, Fredo, let's... First, let's catch up with each other real fast. Uh, what's going on? Um, I'm not much. I've been working. Uh, yeah. Taking a bite out working. of a peach. Mmm. That, that was a definite bite. Of the, you know what? Speaking of peaches and, and hearing random noises on your side of the audio, uh, were you cracking walnuts last week? <laughs> oh, no. Because there's a point in the audio... Where you're just like talking and you just hear this. It sounds like you're either cutting fingernails that are like two inches thick or cracking walnuts or pecans or something. I don't know what the heck was going on. I don't know what I was doing, but definitely not walnuts. It was something, but it was definitely weird. I was like, what the hell is that noise? But yeah, so nothing, nothing new on your side. Me, personally, I haven't been up to much, just kind of working. Uh, I've been try- I did watch a movie to kind of get into the feel of this. So What was the movie? Prince of Persia. Oh, that's right. You told me that. Yeah. yeah. So It's a good movie. Yeah. It's an okay movie. It's a movie. <laughs> <laughs> but It's uh, a movie. Yeah, I mean, uh, I haven't really been playing games this week. Did started playing some, uh, like earlier today I was playing The Evil Within again uh, on PC, and I got really far on PS4 at one point mm-hmm. in my life, but I know I owned it on PC, so I'm going back and trying to beat it on PC, just, just to get in the spirit of, you know, Halloween and spooky stuff. Oh yeah, that's true, uh. October is right now. Yep. That was a really good sentence by me, by the way. October is right now. <laughs> Just gonna leave that there. That's fine. They've been having grammar yeah. issues, man. What's going on? You need to read more? Man, uh, no. I've been having allergies. So when I have allergies, talking feels gross. You know what I mean? Like, because you have, like, the stuff going on in like your face 
sealed just like that. <laughs> so it's just words are hard and just because talking is hard when you have a lot of allergies right now, like I do right now. So it's just been a pain in the butt, but it's okay. I'm fine. I think I sound terrible too, which because I sound on my side, I sound gross, but I don't know. We'll see. Sounds all right to me. Well, it hurts to talk. Nah. All right, let's make this a short podcast then. No, never. So, but that's us. That's we're kind of catching up a little bit about what we've been doing. Um, I will say though, I am full on back with World of Warcraft, which is great. Uh, is it though? Been, uh, yes. Okay. Yes, it is. It's great. Uh, I'm so far behind because they released a new patch, so I got to catch up. So that's what I've been doing lately, which is uh, taking up a lot of time uh, so, and doing like other things, you know, stuff around work and things that need to get done. Oh, you know what else I did? Mm. Uh, I bought some new miniatures for D and D, which is nice. You know that we need coming for the for the next uh, session. So I did that this week as well, and I'm glad to have that stuff. So that's cool. But with that being said, let's go ahead and dive right into our podcast segment. Video game, movies, do they help with immersion? So let's get into this topic real fast here. If you have to decide on having one, let's say two games, um, what two games would you say are the best games that you can think of right now at least uh, that help with the immersion of the world, of the game world? Like a video game? Yeah, yeah, like video games, yeah. Oh, um, well, I like The Witcher. I've always, that's kind of a safe one for me to go go back to. Yeah, but we're, but we're talking, like, games that are movies at this point. Like, Yeah, that's, so that's why fun. I asked. Video games? Like, I thought we were talking about movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah like movies. movies. Like, well, like, games that video game movies. Yeah, there you go. There, Ooh. there goes your grammar again. Semantics. <laughs> that's what that was. But, uh, yeah, for me, uh, the best video game movies that help, like, with immersing myself. Like, after I watched those and playing the video games, I was more like, whoa, that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. was probably uh, Resident Evil. Mm-hmm. Which is, uh, like, I'm talking about... <sighs> I know there's so many, and it kind of gets ridiculous. But do- so does the games at one point, you know? Like, Resident Evil 6 was just freaking out there. So it kind of goes, like, they kind of followed each other. But that's not the point. When I first started playing that game, um, you know, there's there's limitations. So I think for me, what helped was, like, watching the movies. Because mm-hmm. it, it helped me understand, like, these creatures are freaking they're scary. You know, because when you kind of look at them in low polys, you're just like, meh. You know, they're just whatever. But then when you kind of see them, like, in real life, it kind of freaks you out. I get that. Um, Resident Evil is one of those... It's one of those movies that's... It's kind of special in its own way, because even though it's not... It's it's not one of those games or movies that follows the game in its entire format, you know? It's not like a point-for-point make. It's more like, oh, okay, well, we have this universe where there's, like, zombies... Let's run with that. Let's just make a movie like that and call it Resident Evil. You could have called it anything else. You called it. You could have called it Evil Resident, and it still would have been a pretty good movie. Well, I mean, they do of- do a lot of kind of uh, callbacks to the movie. It's like to the games. Yeah, um, yeah. 
which is pretty cool. Like at one point they uh, they come back and if you've seen this movie, right? Yeah, I've seen the movies. Yeah, you know that part where they're in that glass like hallway and like the yeah. they get you know taken out by the lasers. Mm-hmm. And then you know at one point they come back through there to try to take out the the queen. I forgot her name, mm-hmm. the Red Queen, I think. And like they noticed the bodies are gone. They're like, what happened to the bodies? And that was kind of like a homage to the video games, to like, you know, in the video games, the bodies just kind of disappear because that's just what it, they do. And that's kind of like a nudge. Like a um, like an homage to like yeah. the the bodies disappearing in the game. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. But it, but it, what I'm saying is, was, and we'll probably touch on this a little bit more as we get into the podcast here. Um, there are some games like Resident Evil that take place in a broad worldly environment. So you can m- make a, a movie or base a film off the game and not have to follow a strict lore. You can just kind of have a, a story in that world and still be able to call it Resident Evil. And that's why those movies, that's why there's so many of them. Yeah. Because because they're their own independent kind of stories which is kind of nice yeah i think the director for resident evil uh, paul ws anderson he actually mm-hmm. makes a lot of uh, video game movies yeah he like he's done more combat dead or alive and he's gonna do a, like monster hunter one which is really interesting i haven't seen anything about that but i want to say that i maybe have seen something about that but i'm not entirely sure so, finish him so i I, I see why they would go with this this guy. He's been doing Mortal it. Kombat. Ooh, ooh, man, when Mortal Kombat Combat came out when I was a kid, yo, that was fire. Yeah, I think I don't know. I don't remember which one was the first one I saw. It was either Resident Evil or, or Mortal Kombat, like the Definitely first Mortal video Kombat game movie. movie. It probably was, because I remember being like super excited for Resident Evil, but I was like, I was just like, whoa. Mortal Kombat movie. Yeah. Yeah, and, and Mila Mila Jovovich, she's she's fine. Fire. <laughs> All right. So Resident Evil is one of your one of your movies. What about another movie? Uh Silent Hill. That one really yeah. um That's a creepy movie, man. Yeah, dude. That one really like set the tone for the game. I don't know how to explain it. Like for me, the part with with the nurses yeah and like they just yeah, the way they weird, made dude. them move and stuff yeah and whenever they i captured that yeah and whenever perfectly. i like run into them in a the game i'm like oh man you uh, remember yeah i gotta stay away from these and they also did uh the paragon really well Par- pyramid head pyramid head yeah pyramid head yeah yo that dude like just skin someone just yeah yeah like he just like rips his body right off of him he just like fillets his body out and they just just chunks him i was like what yeah that thing is powerful and see that's the thing about that movie whereas resident evil is it's like a world that they made a movie in but silent hill was kind of like the game on film yeah, it did, did take some liberties because I know in the game, like the the main character you play is a uh, a guy I forgot his name, but in the movies, like Rose, and they do like the same kind of stuff, like where they're driving, and you know they they swerve to miss like a kid that's on the road. Yeah. But you know, in the, in the video game, it was a 
guy and his daughter in the movie was the the woman and her daughter. But there are so many things about Silent Hill that is just yeah a lot of like, this like stuff is point for point to the game, and that's why that movie's that's why that movie's creepy as hell because it's a video game, and then when you go back and you play the video game, you remember the movie, yeah, and then the movie frightens you, and then the game is frightening you, and then you're just all around scared, and at that point, if you're me, you just don't play those games. <laughs> Nah, I, I try to get, I try to play those every now and then. I am not a big fan of scary games because uh, they freak me out, but that's just me. Yeah, they give you that little bit of suspense. Earlier, I was playing um, the Evil Within, and I forgot how to sprint, and I got chopped in half. The whole time I was running, like, ah, how do you sprint? <laughs> and it ended with me just getting chopped in half. Dead. Yep. So it happens when you forget how to sprint. And it's crazy because I've, I've played that part before, you know, like, it's not like it's scary or anything, it's just very suspenseful. And I think Silent Hill, watching the movie, like, just added an extra effect of, like, suspense and immersion when I was playing yeah. the game. Yep. So yeah, that's definitely my top two picks. I mean, there's others that do other different things, mm -hmm. but as far as, uh, like, immersion for me... Mm -hmm. Helping me get into the world in there and kind of helping me make the game a little bit more believable. That's definitely the t top two for me. Yeah, that makes sense. What about you? Um, so for me, we've talked about this in the past before where it's like I'm a big Assassin's Creed fan or was. I haven't really decided <laughs> yet. I'm still kind of like, I'm still working on that in my own mind. But for the longest time, I was like, I'm. if they ever made a movie, I'm not going to watch it. I'm just not going to do it. And then they came out with like, oh, we're making a movie. And I was like, nah, I'm not going to watch it. That movie's going to be stupid. The whole game franchise has just gone downhill. I remember one one time I was just like home and I think I was sick. So I called out from work. I watched it. And I was like, oh, shit. This is not bad. <laughs> I was like, this is pretty good. And the thing is, like, I like this game because like it goes back. For me, this is like my resident evil because assassin's creed takes place in a broad world so it takes place in our actual world with our actual history and it basically takes a person like a desmond miles and is able to say okay we're gonna use this guy gonna go back in time with his dna his lineage and find pieces of eden and that's pretty much the plot of the game it's the same thing for the movie like they find this guy they use his bloodline to go back in time and they stick with the story of pieces of eden which is something that i really enjoyed like i thought that was awesome because they're staying true to the early concept of the film or the game and they just brought it to life now of course they take liberties with like the animus they did a whole like like in the game you just kind of laid down right but in this one you're like floating in midair kind of doing all this kind of crazy crazy stuff yeah, that was the weird thing about it, but the thing is, like, you have to make, in movies, there's always adaptations to how something can be put onto film to make it seem more realistic, which is why we're talking about this stuff. And I mean, I would have believed I, him if a dude just laid down and put some glasses on. I, I would too, but the thing is, like, the thing, but the, you have to remember, like, in the Animus, there is the bleeding effect. Like, this is the game. That is, there's a bleeding effect. So the bleeding effect causes the, the user of the Animus 
to have his muscle memory kind of conform to the ancestor that he's living through. But the thing is, it's kind of hard to kind of put that into a real life situation because how is your body body learning these things through muscle memory if you're not actually doing these things? In the movie, you're jumping around, you're you're using your arms, you're, you're basically in a simulation where you're forced to kind of use your body in that regard. So it makes more sense when they transition back to the world that's outside of the Animus that you will know how to do the moves that you learned in the Animus. You know what I mean? Like, that makes more sense. I get that because that's like your body's actually training how to do those things. And it made more sense. But I still like the idea of them laying down and just kind of doing it through their DNA and things like that. But that's way more sci-fi than it than a movie would like to get to, I, I think. Like, I just love the way they did the world in that movie. It's just, it's cool. Yeah, and it's also kind of cool because they kind of stick with the, kind of like in Resident Evil where you're talking about how they kind of um, showed the whole bodies disappearing kind of thing. Uh, in, in the Assassin's Creed movie, they stuck with the... The movie takes place in Spain. And his his lineage or his heritage or his ancestry takes place in Spain. So the whole movie itself is in Spanish. It's in Castilian. So it's like the actors are speaking Spanish. And it's dubbed in English subtitles. So if you're thinking of it from a perspective of a person who's in the animus, they probably don't, he probably doesn't know Spanish, so he needs subtitles to kind of read what's happening because it's already happened. So in that kind of way, they're kind of immersing the audience into the animus with him and seeing it as he probably sees it with subtitles. Yeah, that's awesome. I didn't even think about that. I mean, like, that's kind of a way that they kind of did that. So it kind of makes you feel more like, oh, snap. Because once they come out of the Animus, the subtitles go away. Unless you have them in there by default. But, I mean, they, they get rid of them. And I thought that that was really clever because, you know, a lot of people may not notice that. But if you're a big freaking Assassin's Creed nerd like this guy over here, then, then yeah, it would make sense. You know, like, when you're playing AC2, everything's in Italian. I don't know Italian subtitles. That's what they're for. And so, like my other film, my other film, <laughs> my other film is a uh, Warcraft. And uh, Warcraft was one of those movies that I was like, I really was looking forward to. Honestly, when they said that they were coming out with it, I was like, I'm going to see that. I don't care. I know most video game movies are garbage, but I'm going to watch that. And that is kind of again it's kind of like my silent hill because i got to see a lot of the stuff in game brought to life stuff that you've you know, been imagined for so long for so long and even though like i've seen them before with high res and stuff like that nothing will ever compare to when i first saw stormwind city on a big screen on an IMAX theater 4k screen whatever that was the most beautiful thing I've ever seen just because it, it just it was everything that I've ever that I've been doing for so long in in wow 
come to life. That was a really cool moment. And and seeing uh, uh, Dune Moreau or Dune Morgul or just to see the Dwarven Hold in the snowy mountains. Oh, dude, that was awesome. Uh, that was like the best thing ever. Yeah, it was so really cool. Really nice visuals in that movie. Yeah, it was just a like a great cinematic movie, and that's why when it, when any time someone talks about Warcraft, I'm like, you know what? Visually, it was stunning uh, to see orcs be, like be a thing, to be real, in comparison to like humans, to see um, the Outlands, to see Gul'dan, to see. Uh, Gramash to see uh, Medivh to see all of them kind of depicted in the way that they were that was pretty dope like I really appreciate that and it made me it made me see this game that was for so long in low res because WoW has been in low res for the longest time come to like high death which was awesome and I, I really appreciated that uh, but those two are definitely are my top movies that were games once upon a time. So you discussed World of Warcraft as being your second movie that helps you with immersion. Um, how about we jump into what movie do you think had the best like setting? Mm-hmm. Like maybe like the best world or just just personally to you that, that seemed kind of cool. I think I'd probably have to stick with the Warcraft thing just because of because it was a world that I knew or it's a world that I know, but to see it brought to life was kind of like an amazing thing to, to, to have. And it just was nice to see everything created. And uh, I think it was, they had a lot of involvement with a lot of the creators, but, but the, the director of Warcraft, Duncan Jones, was able to like reshape so much of the world that we have known to film and to fit it into a film-based presentation. I really enjoyed that. Like, that was awesome. Yeah, so Warcraft definitely is one of those worlds for me. Um, I would say the other ones are kind of... Mm, like, I, I I really like... And I know you just watched it, which was Prince of Persia. Because the world setting is very much like... Um, Assassin's Creed. Yeah. Yeah, but... And that's why I'm like, I, I thought to myself, I was like, oh, that's kind of similar to Assassin's Creed. But if I will say anything... I will say that Tomb Raider with Angelina Jolie, that was another one of those movies that I watched because it, I knew it was a video game and I wanted to see what it was about. And that was during the time where Angel Angelina Jolie was like regarded as like the hottest woman in film, like the hottest actress. Like everyone was just like going nuts over her. So when she that. came... When she came out in Tomb Raider, everyone like lost their crap because they thought like, "Oh, Tomb Raider's already out. She's like a hot video game character. I love to see her in that role." And sure enough, like when she did it, like she she brought a new twist to Tomb Raider or to Lara Croft. Like she took Lara Croft from this sex symbol that was in vi in a video game, and she made it this strong female lead that I would say is why they make the Tomb Raider games the way they make them now is because of the way she did that in the movie because if you go back and you look at the 
at the the games that they came out with in between the film and the new series, they were just filler. Yeah, I mean, I kind of agree and kind of disagree. I think they kind of made the games that they are now kind of similar vein as Uncharted series. Because if you play Uncharted, it's like almost pound for pound the same freaking game. But I think that's why they did that. Not taking anything away from Angelina Jolie's portray of Tomb Raider, but if we're talking about the games, I think they just went that direction because of the similarities with Uncharted. I feel like there's a difference, though. And the reason that is, a, it, the reason that is, is because if you go back and look at those games, so many of those games are just like, they're gimmicky. They're not, they're not like games that have full detail of the character of Lara Croft. They're just like, they're gimmicky games. Even the, uh, and I was a big fan of these games and they were like the overhead kind of like co-op game, Tomb Raider games. Like, I like those games. They were visually pleasing because there was like lighting effects and it was like a puzzle game. I like that, but it wasn't like a, okay, we're learning some great lore about Laura Croft here. Like, it wasn't like that at all. Like, they, they changed the, the dynamic of the game after the films. Because before it was an actual adventuring game, but then they came out with, like, Tomb Raider, and Tomb Raider was way different. It was like, now we're learning about Lara Croft. We're learning about her father. We're learning about her past, her present. And that's kind of something that kind of, that was touched on in the, in, in the movie. Because you hear all, you, you see it in the film, and you're just like, what's her dad got to do with anything? Well, finally, like 11 years later, we're finding out that her dad was kind of the same thing that she was, but only maybe slightly worse, maybe slightly better. He got into some trouble and, you know, things happen. And that's why I like that stuff. But I get what you're saying. Uncharted is like one of those games like adventuring Indiana Jones. I get that. But I think I think Tomb Raider was a little different because they wanted to present Lara Croft in a new light. And I will say my my opinion of it is is because Angelina Jolie's role in in the film. Yeah, it's a good point. For me, the games that had uh, kind of like the best world, um, D- Detective Pikachu. I don't know if you saw that one. The Pokemon. Name. <laughs> No, nah, I did not see that movie. You didn't see that movie? Nah. Yeah, oh, they make Rhyme City look really cool. Like, I don't even know how to describe it. Like, the way that the Pokemon interact with the people, and the way they do all that, like, it's... I don't know. It was it was, it was great. And that here's part's a question, where, like... Though. What? Here's a question, though. Is... Detective Pikachu... Because I've never seen the movie... I don't even know what it's about. Is it like, is it based off of like red or blue? Or is it just like all of them combined? Or is it just the world of Pokemon combined into a film? Basically, it's just the world of Pokemon. They actually, there is a game called uh, Pokemon Detective or Pikachu Detective, Detective Pikachu. So there's actually a game out there like that. And that's kind of what the movie is based off of. Is that one of those games that never made it to America? 
No, it's you can buy it on DS. And uh, Pikachu talks in that one, too. Weird. That's so weird to me. This is kind of like a spin-off game. Kind of like they had a lot of spin-offs, like Pokemon Snapchat or Chat. Not Snapchat. Snapchat. <laughs> Come on, Snap. Pokemon IG. Coliseum. They had all sorts of, like, uh, spin-offs. That was just one of them. But the way that they did the city and showed, like, the most true-to-life that you could see uh, the Pokemon, it, it kind of, I don't know, it really helped me see the world that they, that they live in and set and how they interact with each other and how powerful those things actually are. Like, when you see little attacks, like, in a cartoon or in the games, it's like, you know? It's like, whatever. But when you see them, like, when you see them, like, do the actual moves with, like, somewhat realistic physics and all that, like, it's, it's bizarre. It's crazy. I don't know. I think I just left the whole Pokemon thing a long time ago. And I just, I didn't stick with it like some people have. Yeah, like I mean, I mean, I haven't played the games in a long time, but ah, then like the new anime that came out was really great. Wasn't that just a remake of the old one? No, it wasn't. They just make it's just another story. It's one of those things that's never gonna end, dude. It's always gonna keep going. Yeah, and Ash never ages. Nope. That's what's important. I will say though, like I do like the ideas because I've read plenty of times about like uh, the Pokemon like theories and whatnot. I really do enjoy that stuff because it takes I'm not gonna say they take like a little bit and then they go around a mile with it but they kind of do the, the theories at least um, but I like how they do that because there's so many things that are in the world of Pokemon that get left out like the war like the war between uh, the people I don't remember who it was or what city or who was fighting who or whom was fighting whom, whatever. Um, but I like the idea that there was a war that bonded Pokemon and humans together. And that's why there are trainers. And that's why there are people who do those things. Because they can make these bonds. So another one that did it for me as far as setting a world stage was... Um... Final Fantasy Advent Children. Final Fantasy 7 Advent Children. Because it took like two years. It took place two years after the events that happened in Final Fantasy 7. I don't know if you played that game or not. Did you ever beat that game? I did not play that game. Okay. So at the end, kind of spoiler for everyone listening, but sorry, it's been it's been a long time. Oh, so it's okay for you to spoil games. <laughs> Cause you spoil games <laughs> currently playing. Well, I guess I won't. I guess I won't say it then. Oh but, my god! Just say it. So right before Sephiroth, you know, gets defeated, his god, last spoilers. <laughs> his last move was uh, he did a freaking the meteor, like a really large meteor, like summoning attack, mm -hmm. and he just destroyed freaking Midgar City, which was where you started off in, which is just like a big bustling city. And so in, uh, in Advent Children, it takes place like two years after it. And it, they show just like what rem like the remains of Midgar City. And they show like what everyone's doing after that. And just, I don't know, it really took me right back to like where the game left off. And the way like they portrayed like the Forgotten City, super cool. Like it's all white. 
all the trees are like bright and white and it's I don't know it's really cool so wait is this not the movie that they came out with that was like like an actual movie yeah no not How not many? Final Fantasy you're thinking of the spirits within is that what that is yeah no that was more of uh Kind of like how you were talking about earlier. Like, let's just take the name. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. yeah. No, Final Fantasy VII, Advent Children, it took place literally after the events, after the video game. So that was an animated movie then? Like a straight, like, like anime, animated film? It was CG. Like computer generated, but yeah. Uh, the, the director, Tetsuyu... Tetsuya Nomura he actually like doesn't direct movies like all he does is video games so they kind of just it was just interesting to see how they did it so there's really there's a lot of stuff that you can tell it's not like a really like a formal movie if that makes any sense at all what I'm trying to say like it, it just it's just a, a bunch of really cool cutscenes kind of trying to build a story but there is so a the story mo- there so it's like a it's like a youtube movie of a video game yeah i don't know how to explain it but there is an actual plot to the story but it's really just a bunch of really cool like cutscenes. Cutscenes, yeah. like dude that's a youtube movie it's it's really cool he was ahead of his time fuck off youtube <laughs> <laughs> But that's pretty cool because I've never seen those kind of. I've never seen that movie before. I didn't even know that that was a movie. Um, I I thought it was the other Final Fantasy movie that that was that I brought up. But that's interesting. Yeah, they try to kind of do the same thing with Final Fantasy 15, the new one. Like there is a movie that you can watch that takes place between the first I think part. It is a movie. Yeah, it <laughs> takes place between the first part of the game because the game I think is like five parts. So you're supposed to play the first part, then go watch the movie, and then come back and play the rest of the game. I don't know. It's just... Okay, so 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 how do you feel about stuff like that? Oh, I like, love do it. Do you man. like it's, that it's stuff? It's awesome. It is. No, like so you like the idea of like having to watch a movie to understand a reference in Dude, a game? Yes, because I'm big on lore. So when they do things like that, like it really sets the mood. But what if you're what? But, but what if you're like a filthy casual? Well, I'm not. I don't know. But don't you think that that like that prevents like people from getting like every reference of a of a game to the film and vi- and and vice versa? Sure, but I think the movie was like two bucks. Well, I mean, like I'm not. I don't specifically mean like Final Fantasy in general, but I mean like let's just say like there's a game out there. It's like yeah, we got this beautiful game. Oh wow! It's, I love this game. It's so good, it's so well done. The voice acting, the the graphics, the story, the plot, everything's beautiful. But then they're like, "Oh, go watch this movie." If you really want to know what happens in the next game, watch the movie, because we're not going to tell you. And then you play the second part and the second game. It's like, I don't get any of what of this what's going on oh that's because you have to watch the film to kind of get the filler between which the one are games. you talking about besides Final Fantasy 15 well no I'm just talking yeah, about like in what general. other games are you talking like, about because this is the only one that I know of that does that well I just mean I well that's true I guess that's a good point 
But I mean, that, that's a good point. But I mean, like, like if, like if you're it, saying like if more games did it, how would I feel about it? Yeah, it, that's what I'm saying. Like, I I know a lot of games don't do that, but I'm saying like, what if people started doing that more often, more frequently? Would you enjoy that? Would you go watch a movie to fill in game? It lore? really depends on the game for me. Because if they did, let's say, hey, you gotta watch the new Resident Evil before you play Resident Evil Eight. Like, I would be like, no. Because they, they're probably not going to be related. Even if they try to be related, it's just going to... I'm probably not going to do it. Or I'd probably still do it, but I'm not going to look forward to it. So it really depends on the game. So If they do, like... Let's say, let's say the new Netflix series of The Witcher. It's like, it takes place after the events of Witcher 3. And you have to watch the series before... Or you don't have to, but you will miss a lot of stuff before they come out with the next okay hang on to that one because i want to revisit that later because that's a that's a great point that you're making about a game that's coming out uh, or a show that's coming out that's based on a game hang on that hang on to that put a pin in it save it because what i'm trying to get at is like um so assassin's creed 2 right when it first came out they came out with this uh short film that was like 30 30 minutes long and it was about Ezio's father um and it was about how he was an assassin before and if you follow like renaissance renaissance period history uh the medicis are like this big family uh, that kind of have like a lot of power a lot of influence politically and so Ezio's dad is his job is to basically protect medici from being assassinated because if Medici is assassinated, this whole crumbling system will fall. And the Borgias, which are this uh, Italian-Spanish family that's trying to push their way into power during the Renaissance period. Uh, and this is all like actual history. Um, they're trying to push themselves into power. And they're trying to do it through a, a myriad of ways. Through politics, through government, and even through religion. So one of them becomes like the Pope, another one becomes like a, a king. Uh, it's, it's this huge thing. But the thing is like none of it happens if Medici doesn't get assassinated. Fast forward, he gets assassinated. And that's why Ezio's dad kind of like hangs it up. He's like, I'm done being an assassin. I can't do this anymore. And then we jump into Assassin's Creed 2. Now the thing is like you never know any of that stuff if you don't watch the movie. But the thing is, like, they didn't really advertise that movie very well because it wasn't a really a movie. It was just like a short film. And it came out directly to Blu-ray because I bought it. And I was like, oh, my God, this is nuts. This is so dope. Like, this is pretty cool. I really enjoyed knowing that information, but it wasn't necessary. And I think to myself, like, if a, if a game made it to where it's like, Here's our short film that goes with this game. Watch this to get this. Later on, and this is why I got pissed off with Assassin's Creed. Because Ezio, his story ends after Revelations. And it doesn't even take place in a game. It takes place in a 30-minute short film. An animated short film. It was the biggest piece of crap 
that I've ever seen. And and honestly, like, but I mean, like, the whole story about, like, Ezio's father, which was live action, not CG. It was live action, which is why it was even, even better to watch. Did it, you didn't have to watch it to get the game or, or to know about the characters. You didn't have to because they weren't important. But the film that they came out with Ezio when he dies on a bench in Florence sucked so bad. Spoilers. Now that that I see what you're mean. And now that I'm thinking about it, like there's others, there's other things that kind of do that. <laughs> like Metal Gear Solid, they're just gonna, they kind of blend it in together. You're just gonna watch this hour-long cutscene before you continue playing the game. If you skip this cutscene, like you're not gonna know what the hell's going on. And that's un- and that's a little unfair. Or even I think. just like, there's a lot of dialogue and codex, and I know you can like fast forward it, like all the dialogue and stuff that goes on. But the other day, like I listened to a 15 minute, like, you know, codec, in-game, for conversation. So like I know if someone just went in there and skipped it, like they would miss so much. And so there, yeah. are, there's things that do that. Uh, there's another game I'm playing called uh, Dot Hack Gu Last Record or something like that. And in that one, when you start it off, you can actually play videos that are just kind of really—they're not like super animated or whatever—but it shows like some gameplay from the previous Dot Hack games. But it's like. <laughs> I'm like three videos in and it's been about like an hour, (laughs) you know? Yeah. And there's still like three or four left. And if you don't play, if you don't watch those or you didn't play the previous games, you'll be kind of lost in what's going on. But see, the thing is like, I I feel like that's a little different though, because if it's in game content. Yeah, yeah, it's it's just different for sure. It's acceptable. Like, I I know that they kind of do stuff like that. Yeah. So I, I feel, I have a feeling. Especially now where you can, like, everything's readily available. Yeah. Like, you can just watch it. Oh, and now that I'm thinking about it, like, there's this other game. Uh, it was on sci-fi. Defiance. You're talking about Defiance. Yeah. That was my favorite. That was my favorite game for, like, a good year. Yes. Defiance. Yo, that was, like, oh, man, that was my... Uh, Did it do a good job in that, like mixing the game with the with the show? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. Oh, but you know what? The thing is, Defiance was a really good TV show. I thought that was the whole concept. Of that. <laughs> that was the thing that. That's why the game was so. It was like one of those one-hit wonders. Because it was like Borderlands meets an MMO. Like an actual MMO. Because it, the game itself was an MMO. And it was on console, which was the craziest thing. Um, but yeah, their whole thing was like, watch the show and play the game. Your actions in-game affects the way we uh, kind of produce the show. Which is not possible. Because, like, they have to film the show ahead of time. Like, it's not... That's not possible. But the thing is, it's like... And here's the thing. Like, 
the show itself took place in in like a post-apocalyptic St. Louis, uh, and and so it, it's in like the middle of, of the United States. Uh, the game Defiance took place in San Francisco, San Francisco, and it's not even the same city. No, they weren't in the same city at all. But the only time that there was a crossover between the show and the, and the, and the movie or the show and the game was there was this uh, episode or a couple episodes where there's this, uh, I forget the races and the names of them all at this point, uh, so long ago now, but there was this uh, character who kind of pulls into like the, the, the show into St. Louis and he's, he's on his way to San Francisco and he stops on the show does a couple of missions is there for like two episodes and then leaves and then the next thing you know he shows up in the game with a simple patch and he's like i've got all these missions for you i just came from st louis and and they had a different name for the city back then in the, in in the show um he was like yeah i just came from over there here's this new mission and it basically started this whole like quest chain for uh like a mini boss attack uh, some raids, some public events, things like that. Like that was the only time the two were ever connected, and it was it was cool. Like don't get me wrong, like I enjoyed it because I was like I was like yo, it's that guy from that episode that I watched last week. Like that's cool. <laughs> but the thing is, like it, there nothing we did affected the show at all. You think that's possible nowadays? No. You don't think so? No, because like think about a TV show or or. Because this is a TV show. Think about a TV show. They have to film in advance. They have to get the funds and the means and the place, the equipment, the, the, the location, the actors. None of those people are going to be like available all the time. I think just... what they could do, not as far as what you do in the game affects the TV show, but what happens in the show affects the game. I think that could be done. That can be done. And I think that's what they were trying to do with Defiance, the MMO. But the problem was the show started to kind of tail off after season three. And it wasn't as popular. And the the other big thing was that the game itself, the end game content was practically non-existent. And I think it's because they were trying to figure out how they could mix the show and the game together to kind of sync up with themselves. Because there was a great amount of, like, public events. Like, public events are constantly happening. And those were cool. You would fight, like, these massive worms or these giant mutants. Like, that was awesome. But you would do that over and over and over again and just be farming gear at that point and that got kind of old yeah, they just they had a good idea they just didn't realize how much work it had to, had to be done definitely sounds it, like i mean it was a great idea like it really was because i remember playing defiance when i first started getting into like doing uh like you like wanting to do youtube videos and stuff like that because i was really into like defiance I don't know why I was so into this game, but I really, really was. I mean, there were better games out there to be played. I, I just could not, not play Defiance. Ah, those are good times. 
Well, how about we uh, jump into uh, what what game do you think had the best like video game movie? So as far as best stories in a video game movie, what movie comes to mind when we're talking about that kind of topic? I think we talked about this before, and I think we both agree that Tron Legacy was one of the ones that had like an actual story mm-hmm. in the movie that made sense. Because, you know, like Tron, like Tron, like it's not, yeah. there's no story. There's zero story. Yeah in Tron so like the way that they did Tron Legacy and like the Tron the first movie like it they added character into a game that had like almost no character no character yeah so I think that's probably like the best example for me that's true and I really love that because I didn't really see Tron the original movie the 80s film uh, but I saw Tron Legacy you didn't miss much (laughs) that's what I heard (laughs) but from watching Tron Legacy, there's a lot of um, homages to the 80s film. And that's the thing is like, not only are they building their movie world off the game, but they're like referencing each other. The game yeah, and, I mean, like and, those, the, uh, and the first movie, at least. They like the main character in the first one is like the second one. Yeah. Or his father. Wasn't the same Flynn? Yeah, Flynn, my bad. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's the same, it's literally the same actor who mm-hmm. plays him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then they like CG'd his face in in, in the, the, the computer. No, the in, in the computer, one, yeah. yeah, in the legacy, yeah. It was weird to see a young Jeff Bridges. Like, it was weird to see him because you knew he was fake, like CG. But it's kind of like that whole um, Assassin's Animus thing. With the with the subtitles, the whole point is that he's supposed to be a rendering of the actual model in the world or in the program of Tron. So by him being this kind of CG rendered version of Jeff Bridges, that's okay. Like it didn't break my lore, you know, or my immersion. Yeah. It it, it felt right, and I was like, okay, that's I can I can live with that. And no, they did a lot of cool stuff like that too. And that was a really good movie. Like Tron Legacy, at least, was really cool because it was it was like a cyberpunk uh, sci-fi movie. Neon everywhere. Neon everywhere, and just like <laughs> lo-fi beats. Just dude, the soundtrack to that is still like I still play it all the time. <laughs> They had freaking Daft Punk in that movie. I could do this forever. <laughs> <laughs> I love that movie so much. And honestly, like, I still watch that movie. I watch that movie pretty regularly because um, Olivia Wilde is a fine. Yeah, she's uh, really cool in that movie. It's crazy how she like came to the real world. She was just like a digital thing. Like, I don't know. Yeah, there's there's a big plot hole. But I mean, there. it, it kind of isn't because like if it works one way, it should work the other way. No, right? no, no, <laughs> no, no. Well, I mean that's it's what, a movie. That, I mean that's what 3D printers are. So maybe <laughs> uh, it's like a really good printer. Yeah. Of the future. I mean, it's I don't know if you got to that part in um, 
uh, Fallout 4 with the robot. Do you know what I'm talking about? Vincent? No, the female one. No, I'm not that far. Okay, I'm not going to tell you. But there's... If you knew what I was talking about, I, I would reference that because it's very similar. And... Uh, but the thing is, like, remember, like, there was supposed to be another Tron. They were supposed to make another one. But they just, they never agreed on making, I, I think Disney never agreed to making another one because the legacy didn't yield enough money. Yeah. Which it really should have, but. Yeah, they, I mean, I love that movie. Like, just the whole vibe of that movie is just like. Dude, it's sick. Oh, like, just the colors, everything in that movie. Is sick. Everything. It's it's. You were talking about how like they oh, they God. do some stuff like homages. Mm-hmm. Like one of the ones they have was like that big door. Yeah. Like that leads, I think, into the building. Yeah. Like it's it's there in the both movies, which is pretty. But even like the toys, as when he's a kid, and he's looking at the yeah. toys of like Tron, and he sees them, he lights them up, and all that stuff. Like that's pretty cool. Uh, yep, that's that's definitely a good example of getting a story, like getting a story into. A, I don't know. That's like, it's like, I know they do it now. Like I know, um, like on Netflix they have Pac-Man shows. Yeah, but it's like not that, the same. It's not the same. No. It's like it was a, it was a really, it was well done. You, if you're if you're going to try to make one of those old arcade games into a film like they have with Tron the bar is Tron Legacy that's how high it has to be and I don't think it was as popular as a film probably because it had a lot of it was a it was a it was a Disney it was a Disney video game movie like video game movies already have a bad a bad stigma so it's like I'm not going to go watch Tron but the scenes, like, when they're doing the light cycles and they're competing in, like, the arena thing, like, that was an original twist that didn't, like, I don't think anybody saw that. No, I, I know I saw that movie in IMAX 3D. Yeah. That's how I saw freaking Tron Legacy. It was just, it just blew my mind. But, I mean, like, the idea, like, the whole, like, light cycle is an arena type of thing. Like, that's an original idea brought to the film that the game yeah. didn't have so that was really cool because i'm not gonna go back and play tron you know i'm not gonna do that <laughs> but the thing is if i did i'd be like oh man i'm a program and i gotta i gotta beat this so i can live another day it, it's just, that's how i would see it but i know they I, I think they made a game out of that too they did and it wasn't very good because it was one of those playstation i move games where you could use like the wands and the sticks it it wasn't good i re- so now this, uh, I, I returned it back to gamestop so i guess we both agreed a good story like in video game movies was tron um God, about like video games based on like movies and shows like the other like the other way around like when you have Okay, give me some examples. Go ahead. Give me, give me your, give me your tops. For me, like Batman Arkham series, agrees. And I, I know some people are gonna say, "Well, that's based off a comic, not a movie." God, but I, I, I really think, I really think that 
the Batman Arkham series was based off like Batman animated series and it really like the Christian Bale movies movies. yeah like it went on the coattails of the Christian Bale movies I agree with that I agree you know that that's a really good point because the Arkham series is a fantastic series look at the what's the what's that spider-man game that came out spider-man <laughs> is that what it's called just spider-man the ps4 game i think it's, I think it's just like spider-man spider-man not like yeah, think... not like spider-man you know like Goldman. but just no, spider-man like, there's like i was thinking of web of shadows but that was a whole different game no, no no this is the uh the open world one where it's just like batman the arkham yeah. series it was i think it was just spider-man but like sony or PlayStation, Spider-Man. I see. Like that's the thing. It's like the '90s series and the Christian Bale films. Those movies and TV shows are really dark, and they're very. Um, uh, I don't want to say realistic, but they're just like they're edgy. You know what I mean? Yeah. And. And so, like, the Batman Arkham series are also the same way. From Arkham Asylum to Arkham City, and I'm, I'm missing one. There's two, like, there's Arkham Origins, which, honestly, you could skip. And then there's Arkham Knight. Arkham Knight. Which I'd never beat myself. That game is so long. I just remember, like, there was getting a little off topic but off topic but i just remember that game relied heavily on like the batmobile yeah they were really implementing the whole batmobile thing like they, i was just they like oh to bring man that to like i just yeah. don't want i want to be batman not the batmobile that's kind of why i never really played that game well that's a, i think you're doing yourself a disservice because i am because i need to you know I own it now. Like I should probably go back and beat it. You should definitely go back and play that game because a lot of the the, the Batmobile things are implemented because the the city is so freaking huge, the scale is so massive now, so it's it's useful. Like the Batmobile is useful to move from district to district, but as far as like just being Batman, you still have that option. Yeah, and there was also like a big old deal when that came out too. That kind of stop me from playing it like they even took it off PC stores I remember that wasn't it we talked about that when it happened was it something like like I never owned it yeah it was just it was just poorly optimized on PC yeah and I never really owned it I think I tried renting it like in Redbox when those were a thing still like I tried renting it uh, to play on my PS4 Mm -hmm. but I stopped playing it after I returned it. So, quick, since we're a little off topic here, let's stay on the whole topic of the Batman uh, Arkham Knight, though. When Did you get to the point where you met Joker? Oh, yeah, I beat Arkham City in, like, uh, Arkham Asylum. No, Ar- Arkham Knight. In Arkham Knight, no, I only played, like, three hours. Okay, well... But you see the Joker in the other ones. Right, but the thing is, is... He's dead. In oh, that's right. He dies. And the in thing Arkham is, City. Yeah. And so, like, in Arkham Knight, there's a sequence of where... of when uh, Bruce Wayne and, like, Batman, he, he thinks he's going crazy. And the 
the whole view of the game starts to change a little bit and I remember one time I was like on the top of this building. I think I was on like Wayne Tower and I was just looking out into like the stormy night, lightning flashing, helicopters everywhere, lights everywhere. And I see this figure probably about 20 blocks away from where I'm at. And it looks like a silhouette of a, of a skinny, lanky person. And I'm like, what the hell is that? I was like, oh, that's interesting. And I, I was like, you know, I'm going to fly towards that. So I start making my way towards that building. Just grappling, you know, gliding, doing whatever I need to do to get there. And I get up to the building and it's gone. I was like, huh. I was like, I guess that was nothing. Like, that had to be nothing. I was like, probably nothing. And then I started looking around again and I see the same silhouette. Just off the way. I go over there to it. And I get there finally. And I remember I accidentally fell. Like I and this is all open range. Like none of this is story. There's nothing going on. I'm not doing any mission. I'm literally just exploring the world. Being the Batman. I'm being Batman. And I'm climbing up this tower, this building because I ended up falling or I stopped a fight or something. I don't remember. But I remember crawling up there and I was like, okay, let's go check this out and see if there's a silhouette up there. Maybe it's like a... Because you know the game has like... They implement those little clues, like those subtle hints to find things. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so I'm like climbing up there and I'm like, oh, I wonder what this is. And I get up there and the moment that I... Like he puts his hand on the top ledge of the building and picks himself up. All of a sudden, it's like the joker he just picks you up he's like hey batman how's it going and i was like what the fuck ah! <laughs> i was like what's happening i was like what's going on and i was working at gamestop back then so i asked the guy that i was working with i was like hey you playing arkham knight he's like yeah i was like have you met the joker yet he's like the joker's on this game i was like how far are you into it he's like 10 12 hours i was like dude you're further than i am how have you not met him? He's like, he's in this game? I was like, I don't know. I don't know. I thought I was having a bad trip for a second. But I don't know. I was like, I, it was it was weird how I met him. And apparently not everybody meets him the same way. That is nuts. That makes me want to go play it now. It's a really good game. 12 hours later, I quit. Because <laughs> it just got really long. I was yeah, like, I heard it's long. I was like, this game, I was like, I'm almost done with this game. I feel like I'm almost halfway there. I texted a friend of mine. He's like, bro, that's the introduction. I was like, fuck off. It's <laughs> like, this sucks. I don't have this kind of time. But yeah, definitely. Batman Arkham series is a good game series based off a film. Or show. Or show. <laughs> <laughs> it's so hard to define these things sometimes, but I agree yeah. with you on that. One of my other one favorite ones, I don't know if you played the Lord of the Rings, Two Towers, or Lord of the Rings. Hell yeah, King. boy! God! Those were epic. Oh. Just, they were just fun. It, you, you literally relive the movie. You, right or now. Or at least, like, the most battles. The reason why I was looking forward to this whole podcast was because so much of these games are the... Or, or how I got into gaming, honestly. Because it was relating to something that I already knew something a, a little bit about, you know? 
and Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers was the best game on the PS2. Yeah, that game was <laughs> awesome. God, the 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 scene, the the battle scene after the Helm's Deep walls, where you have to hold off the orcs of the Urukai from getting to the door. And you're just like you're like shooting them left and right. Was the hardest quest mission zone? I, I don't know. I remember playing that so many times. Like yeah, like, not because I wanted to. Because you, you can't just get ass kept, uh, Yeah, and I think you can do it two players if I'm not mistaken. I don't know about that, but I remember it took me forever to beat that one, and that was one of my favorites. And it was. I think it was a stupid like having to push the ladders off that was cool though no but like if you didn't do that you lost you got like that was it yeah it was it yeah. you're done and see like in lord of the rings they came out with some really good games uh there's war in the north which is the multiplayer game and that one was really good i beat that one that one's really good because it 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 uh it's so closely based on the lore uh with, like with the eagles argamond um and the whole basically the whole war in the north because that's a thing in the books that's never mentioned in, in the in the films and then even um lord of the rings third age that's a really good game too and so they came out with really good lord of the ring games yeah dude war in the north like that was one of those that supplements the story type of video games. Yeah. Which is really cool. I when, wish they did more of those. Whenever anybody says ask that stupid question, oh well why did Frodo just fly with the Eagles to middle to Mordor to drop off the, the, the ring in the volcano? Well, play Lord of the Rings War in the North and you'll know. Yeah, like they were busy. They yeah, were doing their like own thing. They were in their own war against the Nazgul. Like either read the similarian or play war in the north don't at me man when i found that stuff out i was like oh. yeah, that, was, that was really cool that's why i hope like that netflix or amazon series like touches on like the the blue wizards like i want to know what those guys were doing. amazon series oh shit we gotta touch on that too that's gonna be great we'll do that another time so those are our kind of like our video game is based on movies and shows like that um but out of all the things that we have talked about tonight, or today, not tonight, because we're recording at night, whatever, doesn't matter. After all the things we've talked about earlier, out of all those topics, out of all those games, which one has to be your your favorite? Favorite video game movie? Or, or vice versa? Oh, man. That's tough. Because for video game series, it's probably Bart, like Batman Arkham series. Okay. Even though I haven't beat him. Okay. But as far as movies go, I don't know. That one's hard. I might have to give it to uh, Resident Evil just because there were so many. Sure. And it was like, I could keep falling. Like, at this point, it's like, it's almost like freaking, uh, uh, Need for, not Need for Speed, Fast and Furious. Oof, that was like a terrible movie. Which one? Need for Speed. Need for Speed? <laughs> <laughs> That was one that we didn't touch on. But, There's a reason. But yeah, it's probably Resident Evil. Like, cause, I don't know. I just remember being really excited for that movie. And then like the second one was like really cool. And then it, like the third one, it just kind of got unhinged. But so did the video games. 
<laughs> so they just kind of like I don't know. It just got like ridiculous. Who was that? Who made that game? Was it Konami? Ah, uh, it was Capcom. Take that, Capcom. Suck. It. Yeah, that's why when they made like Resident Evil Seven, everyone's like, "Dude, they're back. They're back to doing, you know, scary stuff." Not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you played like six, like you, you literally shoot zombies, and there's like numbers that pop up, like like damage numbers yeah, and stuff. Yeah. And w- like, oh, which we discussed the last podcast. Fredo's not a damage number kind of person. Which reminds me, I should go back and play Final Fantasy, or not Final Fantasy, Resident Evil 7. <laughs> you should. Um, you, should you really should. Uh, but for me, I guess um, my favorite, if we're talking series, uh, I'm going to go with the Lord of the Rings games that came out based off the movie. Because those, I, I spent so many hours playing War in the North the Third Age, uh, the Twin Towers. Um, I spent so much time playing those games. And those, I remember playing Lord of the Rings Two Towers in 24 hours. I beat it in 24 hours because I had to return it back to Blockbuster. That's oh. that's how long ago I played that game. Yeah. And that's how you know you played the shit out of it because yeah. you had to return it back. Yeah. Um, so series-wise, that's it's those, even though it's not a series. But if I had to pick one game or movie that's based off a game, oh man, oh, oh, I would say Warcraft, but I'm not, I, I don't like how Warcraft, it didn't really stick with the lore, so that kind of threw me off, but I would probably go with Assassin's Creed, because it was a nice way of seeing the game brought to life like that was cool i would like to see more of that because i think it's totally doable without breaking too much of the game lore you know what i mean yeah plus michael fassbender like come on. yeah fassbender okay. that guy's awesome oh well, i guess he's an actor i have no idea the guy who played <laughs> the guy in assassin's creed now i will say if they ever do what they have been talking about doing for years, which is making an Uncharted game starring either Nathan Fillion or or uh, what's the other guy's name? Who plays Nathan Drake's voice? Um, oh, shoot. What's his name? Do I got to break your heart here? Because they already picked who it's going to be. Who's it going to... Don't tell me. Who's... Oh, you know what? D- tell me. I think. I think they already picked. Who, who I'm pretty pick? sure at this point it's confirmed. Um... Uh, Tom Holland. That's as disappointing as letting Jared Leto play Joker. What? That guy's alright, man. No. That guy's got range. No. His Joker sucked. No, I was talking about Tom Holland. Oh, no, I'm talking about Jared Leto. (laughs) Being a shitty Joker. Dude, you know what? I was watching um, Suicide Squad. Uh Uh-huh. And you turned it off immediately? No. No. I I just realized I've never seen the extended edition. And it made it worse? It made it so much better, man. (laughs) It really did. Like, I was like, dude, what the hell's going on? This actually makes sense. Like, it's... And then they show more of the Joker, and it's... He's actually pretty good. Nah. He's one of my favorite. Personally, he's one of my favorite, because I like Jared Leto. Oh, garbage. Oh, you're... Oh, you just lost so much respect for me right now. Man, whatever. It's just a character. No, 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 no. There are there are three way better Jokers. And I'm going to tell you right now. <laughs> Jack Nicholson, number one. Heath Ledger, number two, and Mark Hamill, and that's it. Well, for me, it's Mark Hamill, Heath Ledger, 
Do you say Jared Leto? I'm throwing up. I'm gonna throw up. I'm throwing up. Throwing up right now. God, I hate you so much right now. Ugh. All right, Fredo. Let's 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 wrap this podcast up. Let's say goodnight and let's move on to this week as we prepare to launch uh, episode this and move forward. Episode this. <laughs> episode this and move forward. So, uh, I'm glad we are. Uh, getting there man almost got two months under our belt and that's really great i think that's a good thing catch us on social media i'm at at databots uh johnny's at j114 um yeah i'm not gonna have anything else besides twitter so yeah and definitely like it help us grow that social media it's it's a pain in the butt and i'm not very good at it so uh if you want to take over the social media account for me or us uh get at me in the DMs, and I'll let you do it. <laughs> but other than that, keep listening to our podcasts. I have composed them all to a small playlist on SoundCloud. So if you're looking for that, go for it, check it out, and uh, stay tuned when we get ready to drop more podcasts going in the future. Uh, we're still working on lore books. Hopefully, we'll have that up and with the coming of weeks uh, here in October. We're looking forward to that. And uh, like, subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to us on. And uh, find us in the Instagrams and the Twitters. Uh, definitely need those follows. And uh, website. Check the website out. Yeah. it's going to be some upgrades coming soon. So check them out. That'd be great. Other than that, everyone, thank you so much for listening. This has been j one This has been j one This is Jirani. That's Fredo. <laughs> This has been an episode of the Digitavern. Until, and hand boning. Until next time. We'll see you then. Or if you hear us. Goodbye.